a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for the privilege and grace you have given unto us to see yet another new week. This is the week that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it in the precious name of Jesus. And by your power, every activities of the wicked shall be frustrated in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice and begin to appreciate the name of the Lord for the grace and the privilege he has given unto you to see yet another new week, yet another new day. Father, we appreciate you. Father, we honor you. Father, we adore you for who you are. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praises. There is no one like you in the name of Jesus Christ. Make this declaration with me. Say, every jinx upon my life and family this week begin to break in the mighty name of Jesus jinx are spells from the kingdom of darkness every jinxes every jinx upon my life and family this week break in the mighty name of jesus say by the power in the name of jesus i declare that every spell that has ever been cast upon my life and family is broken in the mighty name of jesus christ I declare and decree that the wrath of God will come upon every enemy of my life and the enemy of my family. I decree and I declare that the angels of God will invade the camp of my adversaries and frustrate all their works in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I decree that the mighty hands of the Lord will turn against the enemies of my life, the enemies of my business, the enemies of my soul, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I decree by the decree of heaven that the flesh and the skin of the enemy will become old and their bones will be broken. Their flesh will become old and their bones shall be broken. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, I decree that the Lord is pouring out victory over my life in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree that the Lord will make the chains of my enemy upon my life to be removed. The chains of my enemy upon my life shall be removed and the Lord shall make their own chain heavy upon them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Decree, say, the Lord will make the path of my enemy slippery. The Lord will make the path of my adversary slippery. He will make the path of my enemy slippery. He will make their path crooked in the mighty name of Jesus. Lastly, you are going to declare the Lord will make the ways of the enemy to be filled with stones, with sharp stones, with sharp objects that even as they are walking, they are being pierced to pieces until they let you go, until they release you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As a servant of the Lord, I decree upon you 
that the Lord will release victory upon you. The Lord will release victory upon your family. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. We are in a new week, and by the grace of God, we're going to be starting a series on prayers and fasting. I have some few questions that I would love to address, some few issues I would love to address as regards prayer. We have to turn our Bible to the book of Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6 from verse number 5. This is our Lord Jesus Christ speaking. As a matter of fact, I... As I'm reading my Bible, I value the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ more than the teaching of any other person in the Bible. So it does not mean that the teaching of Apostle Paul is invalid. It does not mean that the teaching of Apostle Peter is invalid. And it does not mean that the teaching of Apostle John is invalid because most of them their teaching is rooted in the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if I want to talk about the biblical standard, the heavenly standard when it comes to prayer, I am not going to make reference to what Apostle Paul said about prayer. Doesn't mean that what Apostle Paul said about prayer is not valid. What it means is that I would rather make reference to what our Lord Jesus Christ said about prayer what is god's mind when it comes to the meaning of prayer what how did christ define prayer before we can now think okay what does apostle paul say what does the teaching of apostle peter say what does the teaching of apostle john say what of the what does the teaching of the rest of the apostles in the Bible says we have to first make reference to the teaching of our master the Lord Jesus Christ himself so chapter 6 of the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 5 Jesus said and when thou prayest thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the street that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the hidden do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. I personally believe so much in prophetic declarations. When I am not praying in tongue, I am praying in the prophetic declaration. I believe that God has given me the authority my tongue is filled with the authority of god because the holy spirit lives in me so when i stand to pray i make declarations most of the time i make declarations because i assume 
that I am standing in front of whatever issue I'm praying about and I'm speaking directly to those issues. Our Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated a life of prayer. Most of the time when he had finished preaching, the Bible recorded that several times that he goes to a solitary place to talk to God, to pray. Most time you will not hear his voice when he's praying, except the time that he was groaning and he was sweating and his sweat looked like blood when he was asking God to allow the cup to pass over him. So, studying the lifestyle of Christ and what Jesus said about prayer and fasting will give us a better biblical standard when it comes to prayer. And when I'm talking, I'm also speaking of what has worked for me several times. So, something that I've tested, Jesus had shown us several times how he goes into a solitary place to pray, to talk to God. So, prayer, according to our Lord Jesus Christ, prayer is supposed to be a business between a son and a father, a daughter and a father. It's supposed to be a secret affair. When you are having personal prayer, we have different types of prayers. There's a difference between personal prayer and congregational prayers. Congregational prayers, most of the time, you are supposed to pray aloud. Why are you praying aloud? It does not mean that if you don't pray aloud in church, it doesn't mean that your prayer is not going to be answered. Sometimes we pastor will say, shout at the top of your voice, raise your voice and pray. It doesn't mean that you raising your voice will make your prayer extra answered. And it doesn't mean that you not raising your voice will affect your prayer. In church, most time, congregational prayers, it's okay. It feels good when we all speak out and we pray aloud. It helps the lazy ones to be able to pick the fire and pray along. As a matter of fact, that is how I look at it. Congregational prayers help in edifying other people. There are people who are weak in prayer. That the only place they get to pray is when they are in the midst of the people of God praying together. Does not mean that the noise you make will accelerate the answer to your prayer. And it does not mean that if you pray in silence that God is not going to answer your prayers. Most times, when I am praying personal prayers, you may not even hear my voice. Unless when I am making declarations. When I'm making declarations, you will hear my voice. But when I'm praying, talking to God personally or interceding for somebody, you will not hear my voice. I'll speak in tongues. And maybe just once you just hear in the name of Jesus. Just once or twice. Because prayer is supposed to be something that is between you and God. That is different from warfare. That is different from warfare prayer. With warfare prayer, you are not directly talking to God. With warfare prayer, you are not asking God to come and help you. With warfare prayer, you are taking authority 
you are dismantling strongholds. You are pulling down altars. Meaning, in the name of Jesus, I pull down every stronghold of darkness. It is between you, God living in you, and you are now exercising the authority that God has given to you. So when you are talking about warfare prayer, there will be need for you to make noise, there will be need for you to shout, there will be need for you to speak, so that whatever you are speaking to will hear your voice, and then they will respond to your command in the name of Jesus. What is prayer? Today I'm going to start by giving you few definition of prayers and what fasting means and then by God's grace we'll continue on the rest of the topic later in the rest of the days and please prepare your question if you have any particular question that is bothering your mind so that you can send those questions to me so that I'll be able to answer them during this series on prayer and it is my prayer that even as I'm speaking on this the Holy Spirit will give us deeper insight into how God wants us to have a good prayer life and how God wants us to have effective prayer life. The aim of prayer is not the amount of minutes, the amount of hour, the amount of days you spend to pray. You are not a prayer warrior. You are not a prayerful person until your prayers begin to receive answers you can be a prayer you can't be a prayer warrior without having victory on the altar of prayer champions are not known because they participated in a race champions are known because they participated in a race and they won the race so when we are talking about about effective prayer life or prevailing prayer life we are talking about prayers that receives response from heaven and if you want to have prayer life that have constant response from God, you will need to listen very, very carefully. Number one, what is prayer? Prayer is a communion between you and your heavenly father. Prayer is a communion. Prayer is more like you are coming into contact with your heavenly father. Just as you have earthly father and you can easily go to your dad's bedroom and demand things from your dad ask your dad what you want but in order for you to have a communion a, a communion like prayer life you will need to have a deep relationship with your heavenly father i'm going to get to that on how to develop a personal relationship with god later in the series but you cannot have communion with someone you don't know you cannot have communion with someone you have no idea of you need to have a relationship with your heavenly father you need to be able to identify how god speaks to you you need to know what your strengths are when it comes to going to the presence of god you need to know god personally after confessing christ as your personal lord and savior there is need for you to grow to a level where you can actually have communion with god saying god as your heavenly father just a bigger image of what your earthly father is prayer is communion so i can go to the presence of god my office is my prayer altar i can come into that office and i consider my office my home office as a sacred place where nobody can just budge in anyhow so i go into that place anytime i go into that place 
I am in the mood of prayer and I begin to talk as if my father is standing in front of me or I am standing in front of my father. I express myself to God as if I'm actually talking to a higher version of my earthly father. Not that I am going to need to be in a particular position before God can answer me. There has been a lot of man-made teachings when it comes to prayers and I was a victim of listening to these man-made teachings for a very long time without any result like people insisting that you must have a particular position in order for God to answer you that you must be on your knee in order for you to have effective prayer in order for your prayer to have result that you must uh, repeat certain words before God can answer your prayer or you must stand in a particular position you must face a particular corner you must face the moon you must face the sun you must face this before God will actually answer your prayer first of all you have to understand that prayer is a spiritual thing and the spiritual is very dynamic what worked for sister so so and so may not work for you if sister A knelt down and God answered a prayer doesn't mean that if you also kneel down, God is going to answer your prayer. Kneeling down is not the yardstick for receiving answer to your prayer. I'm going to be telling you some of the things that we have to consider in order for us to have quick result when it comes to our prayer later in the series. Prayer is communion with God. You cannot have communion with someone you do not know so there is need for you to have a personal relationship with god in order for you to be able to have communion with him and what gives you access to that personal relationship is your confession of christ as your personal lord and savior number two prayer is fellowship with god prayer is not only about you coming to ask the lord about what you want but it is about you coming into contact with your heavenly father and fellowship with him in the book of genesis god loves to fellowship with his people every early in the morning at the breaking of the day the bible says that god will come into the garden and he will call on adam and adam will come out and they will sport together they will play together they will fellowship together god loves fellowship so prayer is fellowshipping with god prayer is fellowshipping with god Fellowshiping with God means that you are in an atmosphere of God's presence and you study your scriptures, you meditate on the word of God, you ask direct questions to the Holy Spirit. Uh, Holy Spirit, these scriptures I have just read, I do not understand it. Please give me a deeper revelation to these scriptures. And right there, God begins to fill your mind with insight of what that particular scripture that you just studied Man, that is fellowshipping with God. Number three, prayer is talking with God. Prayer is not talking to God. Oh, I'm going to a place of prayer. I want to talk to God. No, God is not a radio that you talk to without response. Prayer is talking with God. When you come to an atmosphere of prayer, you have to understand that you are in communication with your father. You are talking with your father. When you are talking with your father, you talk, you allow God to respond. Those I remember the time we're going 
my pastor then spent quality time to teach us about what quiet time is. Quiet time is not just about you reading your Bible and doing your devotion. It is not about you praying and asking God for your need. It is also about you interceding for people and it is also about you listening for response from God every time you pray. Then you were told that you must, after you finish praying, you must dedicate at least 15 minutes of your time to keep quiet, to keep silent before God, to wait for the Holy Spirit to respond to, for God to respond for, to you. You must have a culture of silence after you have prayed in order for you to have an effective prayer life because prayer is not a one-way thing. You must have a culture of listening. After you have prayed, you don't rush out of the place of prayer. You, you stay where you are and you keep quiet, waiting for God to respond to you. God may respond in form of a revelation. God may respond in form of dropping a scripture into your heart. And God may respond in form of giving, hearing his voice. The first time I started hearing the voice of God, I, I started with hearing some noise in my right ear. And it's, it feels as if uh, we have this culture in Africa that when somebody is mentioning your name, your ear will be making noise. My ear will be making noise. And it started like that for a very long time before I now started hearing the voice of God. And his voice is very, very tiny. It's like, like somebody is speaking inside a siva from a very, very far place. And you are hearing it faintly. That is sometimes you hear it as if you are hearing from your heart. Sometimes you hear it audibly in your ear. God wants to talk to you. God wants to communicate with you. Sometimes you go to a place of prayer. You are praying about a specific thing or you are praying for somebody. And God begins to talk to you about the person's problem. Sometimes I remember a time I was trying to pray and God started talking to me about a particular nation. It means at that moment the prayer you are praying... You are supposed to drop that prayer and you are supposed to begin to pray about what God is talking to you about. Because in interceding for people, that is where you receive illumination, you receive power to stay strong in the presence of God, which automatically brings your need to the, the, the table of God and it causes Him to answer your prayers. Sometimes you come to a place of prayer and the Holy Spirit will lead you to go into an extensive worship. You have decided that, okay, I'm going to spend two hours asking God for my knees, I'm going to pray, I'm going to read my Bible. You plan everything and you, you, you are there in the place of prayer. Boom! The Holy Spirit takes over and God gave you a worship song that you are going to sing. And you begin to sing that worship song and things begin to happen. Things will begin to fall down. Altars begin to break. Breakthrough begin to manifest. Prayer is fellowship with God. Prayer is communication with God. Talking with God. It means you are you are talking to him and you are waiting, you have that expectation of God talking back to you. Next, prayer does not have a specific method. I have said this several times most, in most of my teachings about prayers. Prayer does not have a specific method. Prayer is dynamic. Prayer is a spiritual thing. The spiritual is dynamic. Anybody that tells you that prayer have a method, they are teaching you heresies. Prayer have no method. That, oh, you must do your hand like this. You must do your knee like this. 
you must do it like this before God will answer you. Prayer is dynamic. When you open up yourself for the Holy Spirit, God begins to tell you what to pray. But sometimes you are just there, you are just speaking in tongues. You're speaking in tongues and revelation begins to come. You don't know when you have even speaking in tongues for like 40 minutes. And you come out of that place of prayer, you have the peace of God in your heart. You have that excitement that you have truly spent time with God and you have truly prayed. Prayer is dynamic. Prayer is not methodic. If you have been following a method, you have to understand that you need to listen to the Holy Spirit in order for you to be able to have dynamic dynamism and result in your prayer life. The Holy Spirit is our helper. is there to help us. And His presence in our prayer life makes our prayer life dynamic. Because when you come to a place of prayer with a need, when the Holy Spirit takes over, you find yourself in the realm of worship. You find yourself prophesying to yourself. That is how prayer is supposed to be. That is when you have that effectiveness in your prayer life because you are constantly being illuminated anytime you come to the presence of God. It's not as if you are, fo- you are following a method. When I gave my life to Christ in 1997 and two years later, I began to pray. I have this, I joined this prayer warrior and there's this teaching that, oh, every believer must pray for more than 40 hours. So we will lock ourselves up in the room, we start praying, we start praying. It, it, it gets tiring because it gets to a point that you don't even know what to ask again. You don't even know what to pray about again. Then you start repeating words because you just want to meet up without 40 hours. You want to meet up without 14 hours. So you start repeating words. You get to a point, I have to write a timetable, write uh, prayers. I'm going to pray for two hours. I'm going to intercede for this person for two hours. And you are just there. You are shaking your head. God bless sister. God bless sister. God bless. You can say God bless sister for one hour. Then you open your eyes. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. You continue to the next person. It was a few years later, about five or seven years later, that I realized I have been wasting my quality time in the presence. You can be in the presence of God and you'll be wasting quality time because you are doing prayer the wrong way. Until the time I began to now listen to the Holy Spirit, you realize that even that 40 hours you want to spend, that 24 hours you want to spend, that 48 hours you want to spend, you are able to spend it flawlessly without feeling any stress because you enter into that realm of prayer and you allow the Holy Spirit to bring is dynamism into the atmosphere then you find yourself in the place in the presence of god so prayer is dynamic it's a spiritual exercise there is no method for prayer prayer is not restricted to the righteous though the bible says somewhere that the prayer of the righteous availeth much the prayer of the righteous availeth much meaning when you are righteous it gives you extra opportunity to approach the presence of God. But there is also a place we call a place of grace where the Bible says that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall not be ashamed, shall be free, shall be saved. That's the word of God. Whosoever, whether righteous or a sinner, because many of us, God answer our prayer when we are in sin and he brought us closer to himself. There is a level of a graceful prayer which God gives that grace to sinner to be able to approach him. 
Though the Bible says that a prayer of a sinner is an abomination in the presence of God. It is true. It applies to specific kingdom benefit when it comes to prayer of salvation, prayer of deliverance, prayer of Christ manifesting himself to an unbeliever. We have seen it happen several times where people are involved in accident and they have shouted the name of their gods. Nothing was happening and suddenly they shouted Jesus and God saved them. And that led them to the, to the salvation of their soul. Prayer is not only restricted to the righteous, but it is also available to the sinner. A sinner can cry for salvation and God is going to hear his or her voice. I'm going to stop here today. By God's grace, we will continue tomorrow. I bless you with the blessing of Abraham, with the blessing of Isaac, and with the blessing of Israel. I pray that during this series, the Holy Spirit will grant me insight into his word to be able to educate you on how to have effective and resort-filled prayer life. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will also join you as you are also meditating on the word of God alongside with me to have resort-filled prayer life. We want to be able to command the heavens and heaven will open. We want to be able to pray for the sick and sick will, will receive healing. We want to be able to speak to demons and they will manifest and depart from wherever they are hiding in our body. We want to be able to pray prayers of salvation for our family members and God will respond. We want to be able to pray prayer of breakthrough for people, for ourselves and God will respond to us. Receive the grace to come to the altar of grace, to the altar of prayer where everything you ask God will be answered and be released unto you. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. We continue tomorrow by God's grace. God bless you. I believe you've been blessed by today's message. Please share to bless your family and friends. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at at underscore Evers. God bless you.